It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome back to a very light Shades of Blue. Uh, just three of us today. David Greenwald has joined me. I am Thad Bell. We're both from the Blue Testament, and we have Daniel Sperry from the KC Star on also. Uh, Howdy. So we are here because there was some news today with Sporting Kansas City, a new player. Who wants to take the first shot at saying his name? Uh, I don't mind taking it. It's Nemanja Radoha. I would go Radoja or Radoja. That's going to be my guess. It's pretty straightforward. Did he get it right, David? Well, Nemanja, I'm pretty sure is correct because there's other guys with the same first name and they're all like Nemanja Matic. So I think Nemanja that's Nikolic. right. Yeah. But, I, but I don't know about the rules on the last name, if it's a soft J or what. So I'm going to say, yeah, he did great. The, the pronunciation in the... Uh announcement is Nemanja Radoja. So I know I don't say that well. All right. Uh, defensive mid played in La Liga. David, what, what was your first thoughts when you saw his name and what you've looked up? Well, so, you know, I don't, I don't love that he's 29 and on a three-year deal with an option for a fourth year. Um, I think my views on this have been um, covered pretty well in previous pods about signing the, the, the age profile of the players that were signing. I was wrong about Eric Tommy. Uh, you know, he was awesome this year, but I was pretty critical of signing a 27 year old and was hoping that we were going to sign more guys closer to Willie Agata's age. So, again, you know, even though I'm eating crow for that one, I still don't love that he's a 29 year old. He's got uh, a bit of an injury history. 
uh, he's good for one, one a year, basically, for at least a muscle injury. Um, he's had some problems with his knees, some problems with his Achilles. Um, so I have some concerns there. Looking at his last season uh, in La Liga, he only played in 19 matches. He started 17 of them. But it's it's tough to make comparisons because uh, his team was, one, extremely bad. They got relegated. Uh, and two, um, they played a 5-3-2. And so watching highlights of him, he actually doesn't look like a like the single pivot holding mid that he will be playing if he plays for sporting. He was playing in more of an advanced role um, in the, the few things I was able to watch today. Um, and then you can there's all sorts of other stuff to try and compare. The always accurate football manager uh, compares him actually very favorably compared to Remy. Um, he's rated higher, has higher potential, if you will. So um, it's it's tough to make a true apples to apples comparison right now, um, but it's an interesting signing. Daniel. Um. So I'm going to go back on this just because I have always been a fan of watching La Liga um, and Celta Vigo um, in the time that he was there played some insanely sexy football. Um, uh, Iago Aspas, Diego Nolito, um, Pioni Sisto was a dynamic front line that had two box to box midfielders in front of it in uh, Daniel Voss and uh, Sabadon La Boca. Um, with uh, Rodoya uh, anchoring the midfield, as you would see in a single pivot midfield. Um, their head coach had come out of a Barcelona um, type at the time. Their head coach had come out of kind of a Barcelona. You've been an assistant uh, under Pep before. Um, that's the type of soccer that he excelled at. Uh, and he was his best. The year that they went to the semifinals of the Copa del Rey, finished sixth in La Liga um, for a very small team uh, from Galicia, um, Celta Vigo. Um, their stadium really only holds about 29,000 people and it's like ancient it's over a hundred years old um, and they've done tons of modern renovation to it but um, the he the they played some insanely sexy football, uh, 50 games as they're uh, played in that season with uh, across the Europa League semifinal run where they lost to Manchester United um, in that 2016-2017 season. Um, Euro uh, Manchester United, of course, went on to win the Europa League that year with uh, a final victory over Ajax. Um, so uh, that that was a those those were some like prime years of soccer being played at Celta. Um, and a lot of it was with him as a, as a defensive midfielder, as the, the lone number six, as new coaches have come in there, Celta has played some different formations. They've lost, they lost Diago Nolito, um, who is an incredible wide playmaker for them to Manchester city and Nolito's career kind of flamed out after that. Um, and, uh, as managers came and went systems changed. Um, I know David mentioned that he played Levante was playing at five, three, two other times they were playing, you know, it's kind of a five, two, one, two weird. And so he was very, very much asked either. He was never a true single pivot number six in that situation for Levante. Um, and so I think that's, uh, that, that as we could talk about that with Uri, maybe, um, Uri though has had multiple years in MLS where he didn't really show that he was true, uh, MLS quality regardless uh, anymore uh, of playing in a double pivot versus a single pivot um, didn't entirely show great this year as well as the single pivot when he had the opportunity so I'm curious to see what type of shape Rodoya comes in uh, to the squad with 
Um, from what I was told, and I asked a few questions about it, was uh, one, he is, a, is considered a more combative Elie, um, maybe a little bit more on the physical side and the defensive acumen, a little bit less of the passing array, the, not the true Barcelona, Sergi Busquets type six um, that Elie was in the mold of, um, and that uh, Andrea Fontes had kind of had a little bit of a uh, role in trying to convince the team to get him here. The timing of the announcement has my, I questioned when this deal was actually done. Um, was it done a little bit after the window um, uh, was closed for Sporting KC to make any of those moves? Um, was it, you know, or negotiations not just a little too late for him to get here through the latter part of last season? And so now they're at a point where everything's finally signed. He's got visas and they can push it out and announce it. Or, um, you know, what, what the timing was is interesting because you would think that a player who was that good um, for many years, and we're talking over 200 appearances in La Liga over eight years, um, that's uh, that's a lot. Uh, uh, 200 appearances in Copa del Rey, um, La Liga, or Europa League over the la over eight years in La Liga. That's a lot for a player. So and I I think it if he it depends on what kind of shape he's in when he gets into the team in January. If you have a player that's in decent shape in January, goes through a preseason and is healthy and finds you know finds form, I don't think uh, you know the quality uh, in the resume kind of speaks for itself in my opinion. Uh, I'm just curious how he's going to fit um, because I think he's a little different than the type of six that I think we all imagine that Peter likes to play with, um, but might be really good for what he wants to do in front of that number six. I think um, you're right. He's a little bit different, or he could be at least a little bit different. We'll have to see, really, because the, the the difference between playing against other La Liga teams and playing against other MLS teams, there is a little bit of difference there. Uh, mm -hmm. I have seen where he was listed as one of the top free agents available in the, in the world. Uh, some of that was for football manager leagues, but still. Um, mm -hmm. He, there was a lot of interest in him. Uh, apparently, like even when he was leaving Celta Vigo before he went to Levant, he, there was uh, Premier League teams that were interested in him. And he had kind of, it sounded like he may have forced the, uh, the issue by sitting out or not playing. I, they just did not play him that last year. So I don't know whether it was him pushing it or the team just pissed off at him for whatever reason. But when he's been good, he's been really good. It's just that age now and he's not, he's had to like drop off a little bit of games each year and maybe those injuries and such forth, but he, he may not be that prototypical play the long pass six that we have seen wanting out of Ilier and some other people, but he's a, apparently a very good short passer, which if he's set up with a guy like Andreu, who is a pretty decent longer passer and maybe some other, maybe another center back who's a good longer passer, uh, and you, a couple of uh, of eight slash tens like Tommy and Kenda, who can come back a little bit to get the ball and play it quickly forward. So the, there's a lot of options there where they'll be able to go forward with that. Uh, does that sound like something you would want to watch there, David? Yeah, well, and that, you know, you've mentioned before, one of the benefits of Peter is that he plays a system. But one of the downsides of Peter is that he plays a system. Yep. And so when we only recruit system players, we only play one way makes it really tough to make adjustments mid-game um, or tactical adjustments before match. The idea of having a more physical kind of bruising six um, is a good idea. I think it's great to have some tactical flexibility that some matches call for somebody who can get 
um, a little bit more physical. And maybe this means that Roger might not be coming back. You know, maybe we're replacing Roger's physicality a bit. Um, maybe it's just, you know, a different look. But I I love the idea of mixing it up, of at least having another option to play different than Ilya did, different than um, Remy plays. But I, I think this is, creates an interesting roster issue because do we really now have three defensive midfielders or are we pushing Remy forward to fight for minutes with Kinda and Tommy? What is Where does everybody kind of fall from here? I would have to think Remy is in the mix of every spot, essentially, in the midfield. Um and then Tommy is also in the mix for playing out wide as a winger at times too, if necessary, if you're trying to get everybody on the field or you have injuries or you need to rotate people, but it is, it's an interesting question. And then we still don't know what will happen with players that get dropped, the options picked up options, not picked up. Uh, That can, that can change a lot of that. And we still make the assumptions that Kenda and Polito will be back. I'm not saying they won't be back on the roster, but will, whether they will be back healthy enough and fit enough to compete for those that time. So there, there's still so many unknowns. But one of the number one things on everybody's checklist for the offseason was a better or a better or at least a number six who will compete for that spot with Remy. And that's box number one checked. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you made a sorry, Daniel. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just that you mentioned earlier that he has a pre-existing relationship with Fontes, and I'm wondering if this means that, you know, maybe Fontes is coming back. I tried to go fishing in that pond and did not have anything bite, um, but uh, I uh, I do uh, I, I'd be curious to see. I always in my head I felt like they would at least bring one back between Izzy and Fontes. Um, so I, I, am curious who that's going to be. Um, but I, I look at, uh, I, I think the idea that they can play Tommy and Kinda at the same time is a great idea. Is it practical? I don't know. Um, Remy Walter is arguably the best number eight on that roster, uh, for them. I think he's grown, uh, actually a lot in the last year. Um, we saw when he was at the eight, he was really tremendous, uh, offensive outlet. Um, and, and I think when you have, so we, we talked here about, you know, Rodoya being a good short passer, um, you have Eric Tommy, who is a, a incredible dribbler. Um, if you have someone who's good at making those short, tight passes and getting it to people who are the ball progressors, you don't. If you don't, you don't need to make progressive passes if you have people who are ball progressors. And I, you know, the progressive pass that will count as a progressive pass if if people are if those players are progressing the ball. So if you have progressors in front of you. You have someone like Tommy, you have someone like Walter who likes when he does get on the ball, he likes to drive at people. He doesn't really like to go sideways or backwards or forwards, or, or he doesn't like to go sideways or backwards with the ball. He likes, he likes to get forward and same with Gotti as well. So you have a lot of these ball progressor types in front of him um, that you can dump off that short pass. We saw Remy wasn't when he was at the six, this team was flying um, for the final 10 games of the year. Uh Remy's not a long switch type of a guy playing these, you know, perfectly carved out passes. What was he really good at doing? Winning the ball back, dishing it off to the right person at the right time. And so if you have a guy who is physically imposing, has the right type of work rate 
Um, it's not really hard to be faster than Ilya uh, was sometimes. Uh, and I love Ilya, and I mean that in the, in the nicest way possible. But um, so with a guy like that, it's not really hard to be faster uh, than him. And so if he's faster than him, you have someone who can cover a little bit more ground um, and can kind of do what Walter did, but a little bit more, a little bit more physicality and a little bit more um, brute force in a way. Uh, I think you're looking at uh, a midfield that now has the bite to it on top of it being really technical and really creative um, to dish off to a lot of talented players around it. So I, I, I think it, we're seeing an, I feel like we've seen an evolution in what Peter is okay with at the six. Um, and I, I feel like Rodoya kind of fits that evolution of what we think. I think if, if you go back and look since Peter taken has taken over the team as the coach, the six has went in different directions at different times. You've had Julio Cesar, you've had uh, Sony Mustavar, you've had Stefan Avre, you've had Naga play there. You had uh, Yuri play there. You had Ilya play there. Um, they've, they've had guys who were more ball winners and short pass guys to somebody else who then needed to play it up the field. They've had guys who, you know, was the metronome and just ticked it around all over the place when you had two center backs who were good at it, but not as good at it. It's just that he has changed that and it's been who, who's, who's, who he has available. And, and David pointed out that I've, I've said that, you know, strength is the system and the weakness is the system. But the system does change each year, depending on who those people are. So it does it does change a little bit in that regard. So if it's if he is truly more of a ball winner, a short pass guy, who uh, you know I don't know what counts as a progressive path pass if it has to go so far. But even if he's playing it sideways or back to a, a center back who then is playing it forward, because you have an Andreo Fontes who can do that, I do speculate that this is more likely that Fontes is coming back. Uh, maybe on a, you know, not an extended contract because he is a little bit older, but I would not be surprised because they would already have that relationship. And Fontas is, is a nice counterpart to what we think he can play. We, we have to see what he looks like in reality when he gets here. Cause we've, we've seen players show up in MLS and then disappear playing only, you know, 20 minutes in a game in Atlanta. So you want to know what the definition of a progressive pass is for like statistical counting? Sure. I looked it up just because I was curious. Oh, um, got so it. a pass is considered progressive at the distance between the starting point and the next touches, at least 30 minute, 30 meters closer to the opponent's goal. If the starting and finishing points are within a team's own half, at least 15 meters closer to the opponent's goal. If the starting and finishing points are in different halves and at least 10 meters closer to the opponent's goal, if the starting and finishing points are in the opponent's half. So based on where the pass is played from, depending on the length, how much closer is that completed pass getting you to goal? So the whole thing of, you know, like Eric Tommy, if you look at like his stat chart on football reference, which I think is great and does a really good job of mixing stats bomb and Opta stats for a lot of these uh, scouting reports and things that they put out. But you look at Eric Tommy's thing, he was in the 96th percentile or somewhere in there, um, 96, 98, 99, something like that percentile in MLS for progressive passes received. Um, that was a product of the midfield and the back line a little bit from Fontes as well, playing the ball into him. Um, so if you have a guy who 
I wouldn't consider Remy Walter a progressive passer, someone who has that type of longer passing array in them. So um, somewhere those were getting to Eric Tommy and his dribbling, um, the amount he was one of the highest percentile dribblers in MLS as well. So um, like I said, those are, those are not uh, the, the lack of Elia type passing array is not a problem when you have progressors like that in the midfield. And Gadi Kinda is one of those as well when he's on the field. For context, uh, Remy was ranked in the 23rd percentile for progressive passes with 2.57 per game. And Nemanja is in the fifth percentile at one with 1.76 progressive passes per game for 90. And that is, and of course, I think those numbers too are within the last 365 days. If you look at the basic thing too, which the last 365 days for him has been playing at a very miserable Levante team. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. And that's, that's a big part of it. It's a different league. It's on a team that was bad, that was getting relegated. Uh, whether it was because he played for them or because he didn't play for him. I don't really, I'm not going to speculate on that part. Uh, He was playing towards the end of the season. And so. they were winning towards the end of the season. Well, you know, and it's and it's tough. One of the, one of the games I got to watch was uh, Levante was playing Real Madrid. They got trounced six nil, and uh, he was marking Kareem Benzema in the box, and Benzema got away and scored a header, which tied him for second all time in Real Madrid goal scoring. Who the hell's going to guard Real? You know, uh, Kareem Benzema. I mean, that's nobody's going to do that very well. So no one's going to guard Kareem Benzema in MLS too. So yeah, exactly. unless so, Kareem Benzema is like closer to 40 than he is 30. So as long as he can prevent Garrett Bale from scoring any more goals against us, I'll be happy. But um, I, I included a, when Paul Pogba did a sombrero over uh, the, our new midfielder uh, in the story that I put out today. And mm-hmm. I kind of got a little crap from, SKC uh, PR, you had to put that one in there, didn't you? <laughs> it, was, it was joking because I it, it was the low light. But again, who's stopping Paul Pogba in that situation? So yeah, because um, nobody he, there, nobody in MLS is doing that at the moment. Nope. All right, um, what what else do we need to say about this guy? We we don't we we speculate whether it it tells us something about the the center backs, but we don't know. We have, we think he's more physical. Uh, we will see that when he shows up. Uh, great thing is that he's going to be coming into training camp. I mean, he, he's been announced. I will assume that there's going to be no issue getting him into training camp at, like on time. So he's got a full time to, to be in shape, to work his way into shape. If he's not in shape, to learn everybody, to mind meld with, uh, with Fontas or whoever is back there. What else do we need to discuss on this guy, or do we just like give a rating on our on the move? I'm I'm just happy we made the that we made the move, and I not to get tribal with the PV in or PV out crowd, but I think this shows that Vermees acknowledged that the six was an issue and needed an upgrade, even if it's just depth and rotation. Even if even if he ends up only being a squad player, I think my expectation is that he's going to be a better squad player than Yuri. Um, I expect him to probably push to start, um, but we have, and that's nice that at least on paper, we've got four guys who are probably starting caliber between Kinda, Tommy, Remy, and Nemanja. Um, and then certainly, you know, Felipe can can rotate in. Felipe's a nice depth piece. So I think it's great to see that Vermees acknowledged that this was a weakness in the squad and we immediately proactively went out and improved that. Um, 
I think that's a for, as far as roster construction is concerned, I think that's a big step forward. I, I do, I do think it's interesting what Daniel brought up earlier was was this a guy that they were actively working to get in the last window and then just couldn't get it over the line for whatever reason? I will find that out at some point in the next few months, but it might take a while. <laughs> um, but it, it it doesn't matter. He's he's going to be there. He's going to be ready. I'm counting on him being ready. Again, I you're right. I don't I don't care that he's the starting six because I don't think he's gonna. He's I don't anticipate his cost being that great. It'll be a, a salary. It's not going to be a. If he's a TAM player, to be a very low TAM player, he's not going to be a DP from based upon salaries I've seen him have all that stuff. Uh, but if, if he if Remy starts and he's just an extra backup piece, if he's an option to come in and play a double pivot when they you know to close out a game, if he's uh, if he's if he takes that starting job as a six because he's absolutely the best one there to do it, all of those are good options because I'm not I'm okay with Remy being the six as long as there's enough depth to go around. And uh, Yuri, I love you. Let's have you on the pod soon. <laughs> All right. Uh, scale of one to 10, 10 being absolutely banger, one being, oh shit. Um, how do you rate this move? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Daniel. Go first, David. Oh, I was gonna say you can go first, David. <laughs> uh, you know, it's tough. I don't know enough about him. Um, I haven't been watching La Liga since 2014, and so Daniel might have a better take than me. Um, I'm gonna give it like a seven and a half. That without having more information, without really knowing the player, I can't. I can't say it's a nine or a ten, um, but it addresses a need. He's got a good pedigree. Um, the limit. The limited amount I was able to watch, he looked capable um so i'm gonna give it a seven and a half daniel i'm gonna go with uh i'll take an eight out of ten on this i think part of it is the cost acquisition we're a guy who's rumored to be worth two a couple of million dollars on the open market um on transfer market at one point when he was at his height with felt with celta vigo um he was uh nearly a 10 million dollar value player um i i think uh, you know transfer market real life ability you know i don't i know that's going to equate um but the ability to get a someone like get someone like that on a free um for multiple years i i don't care about age that much uh 29 having him play for his 30 31 and 32 year old years isn't going to bother me um 
if as much as it would have been if he was like 33 coming in to sign or if it was that random 37 year old right back that somehow sporting got linked to for no reason um you know i think there's uh you know that's not the case we're talking about a guy who will be 30 when he plays this year um and i i the pedigrees there and you watched uh if i'm telling you if you watch i go back and just look up some highlights or watch some games of celta uh in 2016 and 2017 just watch watch the soccer that they played over those couple of years um uh, I, it's it's some really fun stuff they they beat barcelona like every time for like three years straight um yeah. that they played them because they they were just a a difficult team to deal with and they were really dynamic uh, in moving forward and uh but the, a lot of it some of a good portion of that came with him at the six um in that setup so i, I encourage you to go back and look at some of that um and and take a look at and see with what he could do um now is johnny russell or daniel shallowy diego nolito or iago aspas probably not but um there are uh still very high caliber players in this league that will benefit from having a player um like that kind of protecting the midfield for him yeah i'm uh i don't think we even talked about the age as much as i expected us to earlier but you know, 30 is kind of like in the, the modern soccer world, more like being 27 used to be for a midfielder because so many more players are playing as they get older um, mm-hmm. just because they've taken better care of their bodies or science. But now some of that's may have changed over the last couple of years with a lot of schedule congestion, but we'll just have to see how that goes. And that's a good, another good aspect to this signing is having Remy and him being able to play that role because there will be, some congestion this coming season i believe so i expect close to 40 games total between yeah. the league uh and the other competitions as well god bless the league's cup <laughs> open cash grab uh, all yeah. hail soccer dons cash grab and open cup and yeah um, I, if they could whatever they, if they can, tournament they're gonna fit yeah they're gonna tweak something else <laughs> well, in there and sad do you think pneumonia is better worse or the same caliber as uh, Sacramento Republic, like they're starting 11. That's a good question. I so want to like just throw out some kind of silly answer to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I will go with better, we'll, we'll... but then again, everybody sporting put out there should have been better so. Agreed. All right. My rating on the overall move is I'm just going to be the downer and say six until I see him play. And and then I will willingly, I will willingly adjust that up because I, it's not that I have doubts, but I just kind of want to hedge my bets because there's, it's too easy to go. Oh yeah. There's a lot of quality. There's a lot of, uh, he's uh, one of the interesting facts is he's, got more games played in a top five league than any other player in sporting since Claudio Lopez. That's a, that's a pretty good resume. Now that doesn't mean he can still play. That's, that's always the question. Um, We will have to see that. I don't have, I'm not saying he can't, I believe he can, but I just want to see at least a a preseason game where he shuts down, you know, Tucson FC or some shit. International transfers are hard. You know, Eric Tommy came from the Bundesliga from, you know, which is a 
in and of itself is a good pedigree, but um, wasn't lighting the world on fire for, you know, Bayern or Dortmund or anything. And it or even came Stuttgart. in and it's, I think, way better than anybody expected him to be. Um, Willie Agata came from Israel and nobody, you know how hard it was to find highlights of Willie Agata playing so freaking hard. It was so, <laughs> so hard. And, and it's the Israeli leagues. So you're like, okay, this guy scored a goal in the Israeli league. Like, who cares? And I mean, he was incredible. So it's impossible to tell with international transfers how good they'll end up actually being. Yeah. And it's, it's even within the league, man. I mean, even signing free agents within the league, they can be awesome one season and a total drop off the next. It's, I mean, with strikers, you, you can be hot or cold with defenders. They can, they they can be performing at their premium and then all of a sudden have a, a 20% drop off, which means they're a sieve. Uh, it, that's just age, man. That's just the way it is. So yeah, 30 isn't old to play midfield, but it could be if his body has been worn out by 181 La Liga games. <laughs> we don't know that yet. It's so not that's, that physical of a league, though. No, it's not. No, it's, it's, not. it's not very technical. Very a little slower. Very technical. Yeah, and that will be one of the bigger factors to him. Is well, obviously he has the quality to play it. He needs to. He'll have to have that step up in speed. Every La Liga player comes to MLS and goes, "Oh, okay." They have the ability to do it. It's just they have to do it. So, so uh, that you I mentioned do, free agents and. I just saw today that Jimmy Madronda is a free agent. I'm I'm just willing this into existence because I so badly want it. Sign Jimmy to SKC Bring two. Bring him home. No, <laughs> he's not worse than Ben Sweat. Ben he's Sweat played not more. better though. Bring my guy home. Bring Jimmy back home where he belongs. <laughs> okay. it, it, it's kind of funny. I was actually. Uh talking to another soccer team in town today that they should sign Jimmy Madronda. The Comets? Yep. <laughs> or, or are you talking about the current and we're going to ladybugs him and put a wig on him and run him No, out? no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, all right. So anyway, any last words, man, gentlemen? I'll just re-up my go watch Celta Vigo uh, from like 2015 through 2017. Um, go, go look at some of those highlights because I think that'll give you a really good idea of what um, and how Sporting KC are envisioning him play. Yeah, because because he he because he's not changed at all in the last seven years. That's accurate. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't know. All right, I, I do I do want to express one high bit of confidence in this move. I have complete faith and confidence that he will have more minutes than Jose Mauri. It's not hard. Yeah. I mean, that's playing tennis with the net down. <laughs> hey, Maori is going to be the butt of every single joke that I can make in the next five years. As long as he doesn't get subbed as a sub or standing there for 15 minutes, uh, I think I think he'll be a better player than Maori was. Serbians fight harder. I'm, I have more think, faith. Okay. Who's more valuable? We're totally running off the rails and you can't stop me. Jose Mauri with his extremely brief cameo or Brad Evans who got paid what, like 800 grand and never saw the field. Brad Evans, no doubt. Brad Evans was a, Brad Evans was a locker room giant. <laughs> that, 
Not, but okay. Not only and I will room, say that, but training they ground. did really like him. Yeah, they uh, really did like him. Training ground guy also because you had young guys, uh, you had forwards that had to go up against a quality guy in training every day. Maybe he wasn't going to be playing in the games, but they had to go up against an experienced guy. So that that benefits you. Not the benefit that everybody wanted, no doubt. But if you want to start making this comparison, how do we make it to Justin Mapp? Okay. <laughs> Justin Mapp, number one. Brad Evans, number two. Jose Mauri, number 17. Not great. Yeah. All right. I think I may have said this already. Any last words? I got Five, one last four, plug. Three. Oh. I got one last plug. Sorry, but I got one last thing. Even though this is a Sporting KC pod, I do want to remind everybody, October 29th, 8 p.m., the Kansas City Current are in the championship game of the NWSL playoffs against the Portland Thorns. The game's going to be on CBS, right? Yep. Big, or is it on Paramount? Big CBS. Both. Big CBS. Okay. Go watch. Go watch. This is an awesome team. It's been a great playoff run. I didn't get to watch the last game because I don't have whatever Fakakta channel it was on. Uh, but we're playing for a cup. Kansas City is going to bring home a cup this weekend. Go watch. And it's funny because I just got spent 40 minutes talking about this with Daniel. So, yeah. See you in DC, folks. Yeah. All right. Go current. Go sporting. Go comets. Go SKC2. Go Sunflower State FC. Everybody. Talk to you later. Sipping back on a decan I don't give a damn if it's 9 a.m. My foot for tanks got me drinking My foot for tanks got me drinking My foot for tanks got me drinking Give me beer or whiskey, wine or gin Anything to shake this but I'm in My foot for tanks got me drinking Yeah.